0: There, I don't have to listen to it. <laughs> this week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Del Marva. I am Todd from clean fun life.com and I am Tony Russo. No relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Del Marva a podcast about life and culture on the Delmarva peninsula. Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. (laughs) Each week we are sponsored by the drinks that we drink because we don't have any actual sponsors. If you would like to be a sponsor, just reach out to us and say, hi, my name is, insert your name here. Don't say insert your name here. And I'd like to be a sponsor. And then we'll say, hey, this show was sponsored by whatever you told us to say, as long as it was, it was reasonable. Um, there is no cost associated with this. It's just, we are running out of drinks and we're starting to sound like we don't have very much of a range, but we do do a show a lot except for this summer. (laughs) And to be sponsored by the same four things is a little tedious. Speaking of tedious, here's what I'm sponsored by this week. Poor water, you know, poor fat boy punishment juice. um, this is uh flavored gin and flavored gin is the first step to admitting that you really, really have a <laughs> complex relationship with alcohol. <laughs> flavored gin says, <laughs> I'm sorry. All most flavored gin is gross. I have lime flavored gin by Seagrams, which is really just my way of saving the extra step of adding lime juice. Mm-hmm. And, that's it's like I'd like to have a uh, gin ricky, but who has time to pour lime juice in a glass? I'll right. just get lime flavored.
1: There's gin, sque- and there may be squeezing involved. There may yeah. be you know save, sticky save fingers. Save the
0: effort. Um, it's like people who have very very dry martinis. That's uh martinis with no vermouth in them whatsoever. They're like I'm not. It's too much effort. I mean, frankly, the olives are a little bit of a a little bit of a pain in the ass. <laughs> really i just want the gin just
1: (laughs) and by whom are you
0: sponsored this week Todd?
1: i am sponsored by the very complicated very complex uh bourbon on the rocks it involves putting rocks into a glass and then pouring a bottle of bourbon
0: into that glass same sponsors last week that's what i'm saying folks we just want to give somebody else a chance um
1: Yes, and and we like we we're we are adventurous. Uh, I mean, to the point that we will we will try things. We will give you an honest answer of uh, what we think of that thing. Um, but it's it's worthwhile to uh, to to change it up a little bit.
0: Absolutely. Um, each. I'm sorry. <laughs> I almost I almost started this intro again. Um, <laughs> Every week we like to c- talk about one cool thing that happened to us before we live here, because we live here or because we work here or both, or because we got the opportunity to leave here, which are usually my best stories. Uh, <laughs> but before we get to that, let's talk about where people can find us socially.
1: If you go to the Instagram and you search Day Drinking on Delmarva, you can see uh, a wide variety of cocktails that uh, I like to enjoy and Tony likes to enjoy. and um, yeah, you can find us there. You can also and find can us. I guess
0: we'll share your uh, your day drinking exploits.
1: Absolutely. And maybe we'll even just take what you're day drinking as a sponsor for our day drinking.
0: As right? long as it's not inconvenient. Yeah, as long as I, the, the other thing is I never <laughs> think about what I'm going to be drinking until I check my email. I'm like, oh, God, Todd sent the link. I have to find something to drink now. Right. Um, right. which is Which is why it's always something that's come to hand. Uh, But again, we can all make better efforts. Yeah. Uh, You you guys can make a better effort by sponsoring shows and and I can make a better effort by shaking it up a little bit occasionally.
1: Yes. Yes, please do. All of us. Let's all make a better effort.
0: You can find me socially at by Tony Russo pretty much anywhere. And Todd, where can you be found and where couldn't GCFL be found and where can the video of this be found?
1: Uh we will post this up on our uh, on our YouTube channel, which is goodcleanfunlife.com uh or GCFL productions. Uh you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, at those handles, good clean fun life. And um and you can find me personally without much effort because I'm Todd to heart <laughs> on everything, pretty much.
0: So now let's talk about uh, one cool thing. I had several cool things happen to me this week. Um the one that i had planned on talking about but i probably won't get to is i redid my office like just before the show that's why i'm redder than normal that's why my these behind me is my windows if you're wa- if you're not watching the feed i have what looks like professional grade studio curtains behind me right. but are in fact just the blackout curtains that i've had in here forever um but now they're behind me and it makes it look
1: yeah, you my just spun around
0: the way it looks. Yeah, the the my goal wasn't to look the way it looks, and uh, all sorts of fun and shenanigans happened and I, as I was moving things around. But uh, that is not what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about promoting my book today, oh. uh, which I did. Oh, did you write a? Did you write a book? I did. I wrote a book. It's called "Dragged into the Light: Something, Something, Something." Sherry Schreiner. No, it's called "Dragged into the Light: Truthers, Reptilians, Super Soldiers, and Death Inside an Online Cult." And this week, we you know we had another reptilian murder. Um, so I had the opportunity to write about that. Um, and what was I wrote it was it a
1: reptilian that you knew?
0: No, no. Uh, this guy out in California um, believed that his children were reptiles and killed them both. Mm. Um, and he knew that no one would believe him, and that he would go to jail for it but he also knew he had it to save the world. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's a tragedy. Uh, it's a tragedy that people find their way to the bottoms of these holes. But because I'm a goblin, uh, the <laughs> the point that I made was like, if this were a movie, he'd be the hero. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, the dead zone, for example, mm, um, I don't think so. But at the end of the dead zone, spoilers, Uh, Christopher Walken, who has psychic powers, tries to assassinate the president, who he knows is going to um, cause the apocalypse. Right. And we know that Christopher Walken is really psychic, but no one else in that world does. And so he's this mad gunman who tried to kill the president and no one no one knows that he actually saved the world. And there are lots of when you think of movies like that, you know this mm-hmm. idea this idea that people are killing baby hitlers all the time and we just don't ever find out about it right. is uncomfortable you know it's it's uncomfortable to think about but when we you know when we say that these are you know laudable acts you know we we give these people a little bit of extra an extra juice that I don't know if they need or not right um, and so that's, uh, that's what my my happy story was about. Um, <laughs> but I also, the reason that I thought of all this, which I had forgotten about because I rearranged my office and couldn't find my notes, was um, I was in Berlin day drinking on Sunday and did not post anything to social media. Mm.
1: Very interesting.
0: I wasn't doing the actual drinking for long, boring reasons that you won't, don't want to hear about, but I was... Uh, I was invited to speak at a book group at the Greyhound bookstore in Berlin Mm -hmm. and they had all read my book. And so I came to, you know, talk about the book and, you know, we just had a conversation about the book and its implications and, you know, my illustrious career
1: and (laughs) they were
0: drinking and uh, they bring, they bring wine and they have wine at their meeting. And I'm like, Hey, let's, you know, can I take a picture? And they said, Oh, wait, you know, I'm going to make up a name. Judy isn't here yet. When Judy gets here, we'll do it. And then we talked for two hours and then we all left. And it didn't occur to me again until we were just talking. Now, Judy,
1: <laughs> damn yeah, you, Judy, Judy, Judy showed up absence. super late
0: too. Yeah. Uh, but we did have a very nice time and it was nice to be able to get out and talk to people who were, um, who'd read the book and who had, who had questions. They were all very, kind um Mm -hmm. about how much they like the book and then you know it's my book strays into political areas and it's nice to be able to still have those conversations with people who have different uh maybe different political opinions but still don't think that you know reptiles are ruling the world you know there is there there is a shrinking middle you know, of, <laughs> of, of of people who, you know, people who wish that we had a different president and don't believe in reptiles. There, there are there are them out there. There, you, there are more of them than you think, and they're more normal than you think.
1: Yeah. Uh, wishing yeah. we have
0: a different president is different than believing we have a different president. Yeah. And yeah. that is something that we have to remember, that there are people who who are upset because they're. Guy lost and they're upset that their guy lost and they're right but they're not pretending that it didn't happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and that those there are a lot of good nice people who just wish things had gone the other way and we're so quick to just jump down people's throats generally and without mercy that i think you know sometimes these people can feel alienated so it's nice to be able to be among a group of people where no one really feels alienated and we're all kind of talking about
1: things that we can agree about. Yeah. Like our hatred for Mike love, but that's another, that's a story for another time.
0: That's if we run out of time. If, I mean, if we don't run out of time, <laughs> I well, can't that's, believe I haven't so, talked about that on the show yet. That's just amusing to me. Uh, we, so that uh, was my it, one cool thing.
1: Well, just a, just as a you know, kind of, oh, sure. I'm I'm interested to to know what like the 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 common line of questioning is for for these uh, you know of the group, and do they want to know more about the your process because it's a book club and they're talking to the author, or do they want to know like more about the story that didn't make it into the book?
0: Yeah, they the people want to know more about more about the story. They're very I mean, I'm there, but they're not terribly interested in me, you know, and I don't blame them.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Terribly um, uninteresting.
0: I did two different book clubs and it kind of breaks down. It it, it happened to break down along the same lines that people who I've spoken with outside of book clubs, either they need to know about Oregon or they need to know about the reptilians. (laughs) Right. Like there are some people who are like, I get The reptilians, but holy God, what's on with what's going up with this orgone? And there's (laughs) other people who are like, I get crystals, but reptiles, really? And, you know, not that they don't, not that they believe in it, but, you know, it's funny how people can see enough, like, yeah, it makes sense to me that you could get caught up in this, but how do you get to that? You know, and it's not, it's not a far walk. You know, once once you've given up on what I can call, I guess, generally accepted reality, you know, once you start
1: making up your own realities. It's not hard to make up. There's lots of places you can go and even deeper, deeper. Well, it's interesting, too, because we're very much uh, on the uh, the the food fix uh, kind of uh, way of thinking when it comes to like natural medicine and and stuff like that. Natalie, of course, is very much um, obsessed with food. We grow a lot of stuff. We're very against processed stuff, you know, and when uh, there there's actually a book that Natalie's reading right now called The Food Fix. And when you start talking about like, the government, the governmental influence into the food industry and the lobby, you know, the sugar lobby and the milk lobby. And, you know, and this sort of like feeding kids and uh, school lunches has to have milk and like all of, all of these things like, Oh, that's terrible. And being very uh, pro at the same time, pro science and pro vaccination while all this stuff is going on with the pandemic it's also easy to see while somebody's like, "Oh man, the FDA is doing us dirty over here," uh, or the CDC is doing us dirty over here. It's not hard to imagine people going like, "Well, why should I trust, you know, you know, something on on the other side when it comes to when it comes to vaccinations, for instance?"
0: Well, um, I'm ha- I'm happy. I am I'm, I'm actually working on an essay about this, so I also have an answer loaded up for this. Oh, p- um, perfect. I'm I'm. I'm happy about the results of the most recent presidential election, Mm -hmm. but I wonder what the vaccination acceptance culture would be like, had it gone another way. Right. Um, Because I mean, I don't know if you remember, but before, uh, before the election, there was or, or in the in the intermedium after the election, once it was once it was clear that, you know, va- there were vaccines in our relatively near future, you know, lots of people in polite company had no problem saying, I don't um, I don't know if I'm going to get it. It's too new. I don't know if I'm going to get it. It's mm-hmm. too fast. Mm-hmm. And then once it became politicized, that conversation dropped off the mat. Like I would not have the courage to say that in a room full of progressive friends because they would start screaming at me. Right. 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 But if I had made that same claim literally a year ago, it would have been like, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, no, we really should need to see how it gets rolled out. You know, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of conversation about the rollout, about the approval process. And then all of a sudden it was like a switch was thrown. And it was just, you know, maniacs refuse to get um, vaccinated and all good and decent people are already vaccinated. And that is the line, you know, and it it was weird to see from the inside because I had several, you know. People who would certainly describe themselves as as liberals, if not progressives um, and say, you know, well, they can't make us right this vaccine and i'm like oh so you are an anti-vaxxer but just in this (laughs) and then oh no 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 no, no, i'm not against the vaccine i'm just saying that you know they probably can't make us you know they can't tell us we can't work if we don't have the vaccine i'm like well that's yeah that's what they say about the measles vaccine too so yeah a consistency you know the fear is real and when you see that the fear is real and that increasingly it looks like it's more it's somehow always becomes about identity politics instead of what's best for um what's best for honest engage, honestly engaged people in the in the country it's uh it's crazy it, it it is crazy and that's the thing like you go to if you go to a a a slow food thing or you know that those kind of yeah. events yeah. It's like, wow, yeah, well, yes, I do like, I do think that I should grow my own carrots, but I don't want to pee in my backyard, you know?
1: <laughs> Except for when I'm really drunk and it's, you know, late at night. And-
0: I had the privilege of a, of of attending a, an event where the slow food person was advocating, you know, human composting. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean humans, which I'm for. I mean, peeing <laughs> in your backyard, which I'm not for.
1: <laughs> Wait. So you're not for peeing in your backyard, but you do are okay with composting humans.
0: Yes. And I'm for peeing in my backyard. I'm not for it as a method of agriculture. Uh, like, yes. if you want to just pee in your backyard, I mean, I do that all the time. But the idea of like setting up a special place where you store and ferment the pee so that it mm-hmm. can be used as um. It, it can be used as fertilizer later on i'm not there yeah. yet you know yeah and that doesn't mean that i hate the earth but unfortunately that's kind of the conversation that always pops up it's, right we are a very uh the way i put it at the book club on sunday my opinions are very subtle yours mm-hmm. are black and white and you're probably an idiot you know <laughs> and that's that's how we all go around this planet. Well, I have really good reasons for breaking my own rules. I'm not a hypocrite. It's just, you know, my life is gray. Your life is black and white and you're a goddamn hypocrite every time you don't do exactly what you say you're going to do all the time. Right, right. You know, and uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And less obvious to other people than to me, I guess. I, I Maybe I'm a, you know, maybe I'm a reptilian person. I don't know.
1: I, I, I. I think it's, uh, interesting. I always, uh, use the word nuanced to the point where my kids, when they were you know, talking about, um, really anything and and looking for that like black and white answer, uh, I, they would make fun of me. Cause I'd always say like, there's that word again. What does that word mean? And it's like, well, it's always more nuanced than that. And, uh, the other the other quote that I always like to use is from Star Wars, of course, but that, uh, you know, only the Sith deal in absolute. And uh, like, I don't know, that's that's kind of my take on things is it's, it is always more complex than uh, than than what's on the surface. So uh, I think he, I think it's important to give people and uh, yourself a little grace in, in that in that realm. Um, but I'll definitely jump on, you know, calling somebody an idiot if I think they're an idiot for one stupid little thing, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because it's more nuanced than yes. that. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's how that's, that's the state of the world by Tony Russo. Um, before we run out of time, I do want to talk about your exploits at the Freeman stage, cause I've seen you on social media going there a lot and taking pictures mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a conversation we can have beyond that.
1: And well we, so this is the, I don't know, third, fourth year that we've been involved with taking pictures and, uh, and documenting the season at the Freeman stage. And of course, you know, the, the whole uh, how they were set up and how they booked the show back in, you know, early January, February, you know, like, has changed so much. And then also is continuing the change. But I think one of the, one of the real consistent things is that everybody, a lot of uh, the management and the acts that come through always have their own sort of riders for what photographers are allowed to capture and where they're allowed to capture from. And that's, that's part of what we do, even though we're not shooting for a publication, we're shooting for the venue. It's, you know, it's different. We still honor that. Yeah. You know, of course, because it's just kind of the the way of it. They have the product and we have to honor that. But uh, there's been a lot of uh, more and more acts who have been making comments about it started out at the beginning of the summer saying, Oh, this is the first time I'm playing in front of people in 16 months. This is this is wonderful. Thank you. This is wonderful. And uh and, in later weeks, uh more recent weeks, it has been uh everybody make sure that you're being safe. Uh or uh, you know, some some of them are straight up saying is like be vaccinated. This is why we are able to do what we do in, right. a, in a in a venue like this, which is outside and spread out, and there's you know protocol it's like everything you know everything Because yeah, they also
0: have they have pl- plexiglass at the freeman stage N-
1: uh, i mean no it's all outside um there's touchless uh exchanges there's no money that changes hands it's all uh card stuff but you know it. the
0: they don't have little booths in the audience am i
1: crazy You are crazy. They have what they sold, uh, (laughs) but that, but that's for other reasons. (laughs) They sold, they sold pods. So they would sell uh, at the beginning of summer, they sold pods that were all six feet apart. And um, so you would get, you know, so it was essentially a household, uh, you know, or your quarantine could, could buy a pod and then you would, Have your space, and then the person next to you would have their space, and they would be uh, a safe distance away. Beginning of summer, you know, as uh, uh, things were looking good and things were starting to lift, the the pods sort of became a general area. They're still marked out, but they weren't as concerned about like people, you know, this family buying a pod with their friends next next door and, and a little more, you know free-flowing uh but now they're starting to tighten things up a little bit more because of this whole delta variant and people don't want right you know people just want to protect themselves and and want to and it has felt good to be back to normal and taking pictures and that sort of thing and and experiencing concerts and you know and, and people want that to continue and you know you have to do uh you have to you have to adjust and take measures and you know divide and conquer so um
0: you're talking about the acts i'm sorry i didn't mean to derail you with my.
1: no no that's all right the 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 acts um you know also echoing that sentiment is like we want to keep doing this and with that that brings me to uh we have a big run of shows we we filmed train on sunday we had uh Tadashi trucks. These are all names that I'm sure you don't know. Um,
0: so and, uh,
1: um, but a couple of weeks ago, we, uh, we documented REO Speedwagon. Now REO Speedwagon, I know. I, you, you know, and that's, <laughs> I remember them from like eighth grade uh, roller rink dance, you know, like music. And, we've had the conversation on the show before about like, would you rather see a band that you love right now? Uh, or would you rather see a tribute band playing the, the songs of a band you loved, you know, those musicians being in their prime. And I got to say, Ario Speedwagon blew the doors off of my expectations and i so thoroughly enjoyed the show the energy they brought the fact that they were playing you know um, uh, my joke was like oh i hope they play some of their new stuff well their last album came out in like 86 (laughs) you know and they that
0: true they haven't been putting out music
1: they have not no no but they but but they, but they have been performing and they came out and they had a great, and they were still playing those old songs. Um, but with the current energy and look like, weren't like trying to be themselves at that time, right. you know, showing, showing the growth and even like a little chatter in between, in between songs of like where they were in that place when they, when they were putting it together. But I don't know. I just really, I really enjoyed it. really kind of, cause I was, I, I feel like a year ago, two years ago, I was making the a case that I'd rather see a tribute band of like prime musicians playing the right. music at the, at their best. And, uh, uh, REO Speedwagon really, really won me over. So well, I, I, wonder,
0: I, I, I wonder if it's the difference between like the bands that you, that you like and the bands that you don't like. I've never, I've never been a pop music guy. So right. none of the bands that I see are in pop music. Actually, I probably will live and die and never go to another concert again. Who are we kidding? <laughs> but, you know, I, as I've said on the show a couple of times, I saw Iron Maiden twice, you know, completely right. unironically. But, you know, for the most part, I'm I'm really more interested. In, if I want to go see a guy, I'm going to see the guy. I, but I've never been a show person. I've never been uh, you know, I need to go and see a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who are like, uh, all right, I'm going to really embarrass myself. So I apologize in advance to everyone involved. <laughs> I'm working under the impression that the Black Crows were mostly a cover band that became a big band. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, it's always weird. Like, all right, here, let's take it. Let's make it more local. And let's definitely offend as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. I saw that the saltwater cowboy guy still does shows. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah. (laughs) You know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. Yes, you do. It's Jimmy Jackson and and the saltwater cowboys or Leonard Skinner and the saltwater cowboys. You really don't know who this is. No, I don't. All right. I'm gonna I'm sorry for looking it up, but I have to.
1: And they're and are they well, obviously the Saltwater Cowboys, uh the Assateague, uh Horse Guiders.
0: Yes, Randy Lee Ashcraft.
1: Oh, okay, Ashcraft. yeah.
0: Yeah, see? Yeah. Do so you know that they still do do musical things? I did now, not. And they have I I I have to be honest. I think that they play their own music, but I think that they also do a lot of covery music. I think they're Jimmy Buffett meets Charlie Daniels.
1: Okay, let me, let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you know Southside Johnny? There, that's the example. That's an excellent
0: example, right? Is it right? They're kind of you, a band, but they're kind of not a band.
1: They're kind I, of Bruce Springsteen that that didn't make it.
0: Yes. But they got, right. and by didn't make it. You mean have been touring the world since 1970 <laughs> and not ever had a real job?
1: Yeah, exactly. Wallowing
0: in their failure.
1: Yeah, you yeah. Know,
0: and just yeah, every night in front of 30, hundreds 000.
1: of thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. Right. Not
0: hundreds of thousands, but they've never played. That that was never their thing. Their thing was like Brandy Lee Ashcraft. You know, yeah. 500 yep. people at a festival. You know, yeah. at a at a at a beer tasting or or whatever wine wine. Uh, weekend wine thing yeah. um, and so those are like the in the middle bands um, mm-hmm. who, who I would see but yeah the the idea of paying to see a essentially a cover band like an interesting way to put it is I wouldn't even pay a cover to see
1: <laughs> cover
0: an band. interesting cover band I don't even want to drink minimum because if they're doing poorly I want to be able to skedaddle
1: Yeah, yep yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I, it it is an interesting dynamic where live music has come back and I think people enjoy that, but uh there's still going to be that uh you know, like picking the picking the right stuff and you know, people still still are going to complain about one thing or another. But my point I, I I guess I don't know As, if I'm not Ario too Speed distracted Wagon by it. Ario Speedwagon is
0: better than the best uh, Ario Speedwagon
1: tribute. Ario Speedwagon is better than remembered, and they put on a great hour and a half set. And I'm then sorry, have you already seen them? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You you saw them when you were like a kid when they were? Oh kids? no, I, I no no I oh, I Ario. never I, I didn't see them right, but you know knew the music from. Like I said, eighth grade, eighth grade roller rink dances
0: yeah bob dylan in 1989 was superior to bob dylan in 99 and in 2009 and i'm certain inferior to 79 and 69 so i think it has to do with the with with how well i mean with what you expect from a concert you know Mm -hmm. that's the other thing if you're going to a jump around concert and the people are too old to jump around, and then you're reminded that, oh, Christ, I'm also too old to jump around. And that's, yeah. that's just depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you're if people have always been sitting there and just listening, and you continue to sit there and just listen, you can pretend that it's not sad because you're not jumping around, but you're not supposed to. I'm not well, going to concerts I, anymore. I, I, I just... I guess
1: guess what it boils down to is every band is different and it's more nuanced than than that.
0: (laughs) And with that, we are all out of time. Uh, I got nothing else anyway. How about you? (laughs) I got nothing. All right. Well, remember, until next time at the beach. It's
1: happy hour whenever you say it is. Cheers.
0: Day Drinking on Delmarva with Todd DeHart and Tony Russo is produced weekly, mostly by Dumb Luck. You can join them Wednesday afternoons or find them online at daydrinkingondelmarva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll check back in with you next week.